intellectual decay! Turn it off and watch your face! Welcome to another bite-sized Satan minisode, where we are going to discuss Midnight Mass, the new show uh, created by Mike Flanagan on Netflix. What's your favorite bite-sized candy stuff? Mine was the Snickies. I mean, Midnight... Um, Milky Way? Milky Way. I was going to say Midnight Mars Bar. Mi- 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 Milky Way Milky Midnight. Way. That's, just, yes. that's just the dark chalkies, right? Everything else the same? No, no. One of the nougat is different. It's, it's, like a, white it's nougat. a vanilla nougat. It's a white one. You can't tell a difference. Yeah, you can. Uh, it tastes gonna, very guess different. Guess what? On the main episode, we're going to see if you can tell a difference. Did you get Midnight Milky Ways? No. Well, you then, bitch. <laughs> you bitch. Yeah, you failed. <laughs> I, I bet you can't even tell a difference between a Three Musketeers and a Milky Way. Well, of course you can. Three yeah, Musketeers, are, uh, Musketeers are only nougat. Musketeers! <laughs> I love the Muscatils. Tio. Tio. I love them. They listen to Tio for fuse. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to introduce some beats about this show if you haven't heard of it. Um, so, uh, an isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. Mm. Mm. Is he? Is he young? That's a good uh, synopsis. It is. I think so. Mm hmm. I think so. Um, starring Kate Siegel, uh, Zach Guilford. Uh, I don't want to introduce everybody. Yeah, no but I want to well, at least mention two other people. Uh, Henry Thomas. Oh, yeah. Elliot. Yeah. And uh, Hamish Linklater. Also, Mike Flanagan's the guy who did The Haunting of Bly Manor and The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Yep. Ha- Halloween he- Kills would have been better if they had Elliot <laughs> Henry Thomas in it leading oh, yeah. the trail yeah. of Reese's Pieces for, <laughs> for Myers. Yeah. And then he fucking shoots him in the head and pushes him down in the river, and he looks all white, and there's a raccoon eating his butt meat. They should have <laughs> put his mask in a wood chipper and then taken the pieces of the mask and left them all around town for him to find like, oh, a like, scavenger. There on. you go. And he would be like, I gotta get some duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like Jigsaw. <laughs> and then he, no, no, but then he duct tapes his mask together, but it looks like the original. Because <laughs> God forbid, God forbid the nerds have duct tape on, on, <laughs> on the dumb William Shatner. <laughs> no, no, he duct tapes it together. Together, but it's actually William Shatner how he looks now. It, it looks like it, it's him duct taping it. It looks like shit. It looks like complete shit. He has one more piece left. It shows it from the back. He puts it on complete mask. <laughs> oh, so, so, I don't know why women don't have a sense of humor and they can't laugh at like really on point Michael Myers jokes. <laughs> I'm just imagining him picking it up at each piece of his mask. Yeah. Like he's like, like a centimeter shredded on a fence. He's just like, I need this. Oh my God. Uh, to be this easily abused with oneself. It's, like it's like a really dumb Fallout side quest. You need to help Michael find all the pieces of his mask. There's one, two miles this way. <laughs> well, yeah, as John mentioned, um, those other shows, he uses some of the same actors in in the in the shows yeah. which i think is good it's exciting to me because i'm like oh who yeah else is yeah that one that one uh actress was like the main character in hush which was the slasher movie it's an ensemble cast his wife um yeah. carla gugino which was she was in the other two shows yeah. um she did the voice of the judge in like the beginning yes, yes. yes. So yeah. that, i was hoping she'd actually be in it but at least she's her, the main yeah. character in gerald's voice. game 
She's yes. a fucking snack. Yeah. We, like, so we like seeing that, though, on the podcast. We like yeah. when directors bring back the familias. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like James Gunn. And yeah. Elia. Well, I completely forgot, like, the main doctor chick in this was the housekeeper in Hill House. Doctor! Oh, was she? Annabeth yep. Gish. Oh, also, she's from X-Files. Yeah, X-Files. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to mention her, too, because X-Files. I have a weird thing for her. I don't know why. Mm. But I, I get do. it. And yeah. the girl from, um, well, Annabeth Gish's mom, who we see oh, younger yeah, yeah. and younger, is the girl from Starry Eyes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Dude, I, it's crazy because I watched the whole show and I was like, she's so familiar. But the younger she got, I was like, recognize her more yeah. and more and more. And then by the end, I was like, I know what the fuck she is from. What is yeah. she from? And then stuff's like Starry Eyes. I was like, God damn. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there's only one tagline for the show. Uh, Be not afraid. Oh, my God. So good. Mm. It's good. Um, mm. So I guess we'll go around and, and everyone can tell us uh, you liked it. You didn't like it. We'll start with you, Jess. What do you think? I uh, Overall, I, I dug it um, and I'll get into my issues with it. Uh, but at the end, like the problems I have with it are just problems I have with all of Flanagan's stuff. Uh, and I don't want to say any more than that, but I give it a thumbs up. I think it was a really, really great. Um, and I said, mentioned it to John. It was just a cool horror story that is done with like actual like brains, you know, and mm-hmm. really like strong storytelling. Yeah. And then the monster elements are kind of like uh, spoiler alert, like, you know, they're kind of like just just they're just like a background kind of thing until you get to the end. Yeah. Which I appreciate that. Yeah. Melissa, how about you? Um, I really Man. enjoyed it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Like overall, definitely like the the fact that he took on like the religious aspect of things, and um, you can kind of. I don't think he tried to like hide anything. Like he put kind of what was going to happen out there, yeah. and you could predict it, but it was still good. I give it a thumbs up. I mean, Hill House is always going to be my favorite. Same. I'm rewatching it once again, scared out of my mind every night when I go to sleep. And I haven't rewatched it yet because it's, it's so like an good. undertaking. Yeah. So yeah. How about you, John? I really enjoyed it. Um, I think, like Jesse's alluding to, uh, the the issues with the director um, are kind of known, and uh, they they kind of make themselves apparent later on in the series. But uh, I think your mileage will also vary. You know. If you have a religious upbringing or not, you kind of understand like the religious subtext and like how they flesh out the interaction between the characters. I think either you're going to like identify with that and empathize with those characters right at the beginning, or mm-hmm. you're not, and you're going to bounce off of it. But I think like if you have like any sort of like closet religious upbringing or like had a religious household to some extent, you're probably going to find a lot of the subtext and the characters' motivations pretty telling. Also, yeah, nobody speaks to each other like they do in this show. No, in any no, 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 no. But that's like, I, like that's him. That's but that, that's like also Aaron Sorkin. I think who who they they're like associated with each other. Aaron Sorkin, who did uh, he did West Wing and um, the Newsroom. Like it's just character monologues that like nobody has like these these intense monologues where like no. there's no verbal filler. Or there's no like it's clear, concise. Or you're reciting all this information and you're just like okay, yeah. Like nobody talks like that. No. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, I really enjoyed this. Um, I actually started reading Sarah uh, Salem's Lot around the same time without knowing where the story was going, which was really weird. Uh, but also, to to speak of the monologues, it kind of feels like Mike Flanagan's trying to make overt what Stephen King writes as the internal monologue of his characters. I feel like he's trying to do a Stephen King sort of. Yeah, I'll yeah. that. Um, yeah. That's a good comparison, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it a lot. I mean, like like Melissa said, um, Hill House is my favorite of of the three series. Um, I I thought this. I mean, it was. I don't really. I don't want to get into any, anything in details, but um, I highly recommend it. I think it's a, it's a great watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we're gonna go in deep. Yeah. And now we will. <laughs> 
you want me to start off? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I, I guess, so I, I didn't, I mean, a lot of the story deals with um, addiction, right? Mm. And I actually read an article about that because apparently... Mike Flanagan uh, went, th- like, dealt with addiction early in his life, and yeah, so he like liked to eat the no. fudge popsicles, and he like no, always substance, had to have like substance, substance abuse. Four I don't boxes know if he was in, in his freezer at all times. Popsicles can't be a substance. Was, I don't know if he was an alcoholic or what, but obviously that plays a huge. Um, that's like a character unto itself, I think. Addiction in this um, addiction in this story. to not only substances but <laughs> religion. Religion, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which sometimes becomes your substitute. Yeah. Right yeah. when you're in. That's uh, what people do. Yep, yeah. they get saved. Yeah. Um, Dave Mustaine was like, "I'm going to write lyrics that are real, real mean." But then I was born again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Oh man. <laughs> um, I thought like the, I mean obviously like the character development is uh, I don't know pretty great right for all the characters you 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 care about them. it juggles characters in a very 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 fucking amazing yeah, way where you, you actually care about most of the characters yeah. for me at least um, yeah, and you hate the characters you're supposed to fucking hate yes, yep. with a passion yeah. one in particular <laughs> very again very Stephen Kingy with the religious element and how much you end up hating yeah. like the religious fervor from yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, a certain character in the in the show. Yeah. It was very the mist. Yeah. Very very right. mist. And also yeah. this like isolated community where they're mm. on this island far oh, removed. The setting, the setting is very so good. Stephen King. Yeah. Too. Yes, yeah. That Re- setting removed and then eventually cut Did off. Did they say you know? what, what coast that's on? I thought it was off in of New England, but I, yeah, I don't I think know. It was. Yeah. I'm not sure. It, that is like, and I'll say it's like probably one of the coolest settings I have seen in like a horror movie in a really long time. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Some of the shots when they, I think in the first episode they have like a sunset shot and they show the whole town and all these old like rickety houses yeah. it was perfect yeah I, yeah and uh, I mean I like you do I have issues with the monologues because I mean there are times where I'm bored yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm bored and I feel like you know cut it in half this could have been half the length and I still would have got the yeah. gist of it um, the, the whole all the conversations about life and death fine you know I, I'm, I'm into that like let's have a deep conversation about life and death but you're also beating it over the head a little bit you know yeah I feel like because I feel like he Mike Flanagan's the kind of guy who has a lot to say but then I feel like what ends up happening in a lot of his stuff is what he has to say becomes very repetitive. Yeah. And yeah. he's just basically telling you the same thing a little differently every time. And you're like, yeah, dude, we established this already. Let's kind of move on. Yeah. yeah. He don't know. He doesn't always. What is it? What is it? Is it, is it six? Was it six episodes? I think it's seven. Seven. Because yeah. it's a, a biblical correlation yes, or whatever. Seven is the number of perfection. There That's we go. how long it took God to create the world. All right, yeah. get out of here. Um, <laughs> so I feel like he doesn't always hit that sweet spot of making those monologues work. But when he does, like in the episode where we find out what happened to the Monsignor. And yeah. he, mm-hmm. it, like, that episode hit all of the buttons I, for me. I agree. And I think I, I never saw that actor that plays the younger version. I just watched a show. Yeah. Uh, that Tell me your in. secrets. Yeah. Well, you know he's married to that chick in it. The, oh no, I didn't. The blonde chick from his... like the fucking horror, American horror, Allison or no, yeah, whatever. The, no, he's he's a rapist in that. Yes. His... That, so watching him as a priest in this was upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> his cadence and delivery is just so fucking spot on. Yeah. Anytime he's in a scene, even in the boring scenes where he does, like when he's just giving like you know his monologue in front of the church, I'm, I was always so sucked in by his intensity. Yeah. yeah, and it was never like an over the top intent. Well, like towards the end, it got a little tense, but like yeah. he was always kind of like a middle ground delivery, very soft spoken. Mm-hmm. But I love how you saw his character become unraveled in the last like episode, last like two episodes. Yeah, yeah. The, the sermon that he gives with the the older mother, who's like I guess it was his crush back in the day. You find out. 
oh, and much much later. baby mama. Right. When they yeah, talk baby, about being an army. Yeah, or baby mama. Yeah. When they, when he's talking about like conscription and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. that, and she's like visibly uncomfortable while everybody else around her mm-hmm. is kind of like raptured by it, like and like she like gets up out and she leaves and stuff. Like you can definitely tell that there was like that intensity she wasn't used to for me um and we'll get into the mm. plot real quick i'll have you just kind of give a plot for people who haven't watched it but for me i think the biggest problem for me was the the length of the show and then when things start to unravel for me they unraveled a little too quickly and were just yeah and it was just it was too fast and i would have liked things to linger on uh, like certain elements a little more mm-hmm. because i feel like it, the ending didn't did not match the middle or beginning and I d- really wanted, like, maybe an extra episode to kind of draw out, especially the chaos of what was happening yeah. on the mm-hmm. island a yeah. little better. Yeah. I agree. You mean Riley being a vampire for about five hours? You you <laughs> wanted that to last longer? Well, that part, of the, I, didn't have a, I didn't have a as much of a problem with that uh, um, as much as I did, like, you know, once shit starts going to hell, it's pretty much all done and over in, like, one episode. One episode, yeah. And I really wanted that to, I wanted that to be around a little bit more, um... But a lot of the visuals they do in the show are so fucking spot on. Like, like Mike Flanagan's a very visual director. And so, like, a lot of the things he shows you are very intentional from, like, framing to, like, he's trying. And he was really, really great at setting a mood without even his absurd monologues. Just visually, he's really yeah. great at setting yeah. moods. And I love the way the church looked all, like, kind of, like, just, like, you know, like, we talked about, like, the island, how all the buildings look, like, really disheveled. But, like... The, the church itself was a very cool set piece as well, mm-hmm. I that, thought. That yeah. kind of comes into play, too, with the rec center, how the rec center is basically the newest building on the island. Yeah. Right. It's like Bev's crowning achievement, but also what everybody talks shit about her behind her back about. Yeah, Because yes. she basically stole the money to use to buy the, to, to build the rec center, and it was kind of well, like... Well, Steph, what happens? Yeah, give us, yeah. Give yeah. us, give us a like synopsis. A quickie synopsis. Quick, so, um, so, yeah, there's this like isolated little town with, like, what, maybe 100 people left yep. um, on this island, and uh, everybody pretty knows devoutly every- Catholic. Everybody knows yes. everybody's shit. On yes, the they all yeah. go to church. Um, so you have Riley, who grew up there, left, um, was an alcoholic, comes back because he killed somebody and spent time in prison. Yeah, um, he keeps having these flashbacks of the girl he killed. Yeah, because yeah. he's reliving with his remorse and his guilt. Drunk and, driving killed somebody. Yes. In a vehicle and he was like action. a big yuppie finance guy who kind of isolated himself mm-hmm. from his family. Yeah, so which I feel um, like a lot of people can relate to because it's like especially if you grew up in a religious household, yes. right. You kind of try to separate yourself mm-hmm. from that. And any then, any course corrects and becomes an atheist, right. and yeah. he's pretty staunchly an atheist, and it's kind of like a humbling experience for him to go back into this situation. Where everybody's religious, his uh, basically, they're stuck in time because his his parents are still going through the same religious traditions that they did when he was a kid, and it hasn't changed. Right, but yeah. then basically running, nothing on that island has yeah. really right. changed. But right? running parallel to his storyline, you have the um the new sheriff who basically yes. comes in, and comes yeah. from New York City yeah. to have somewhere like small to live with his son to protect his son because he is Muslim. Um, and he's experienced like racism that yes. he's trying Prejudice. to basically because of nine eleven, yeah, yeah, get away from that. And really, there's n- he doesn't escape it no, at sure all. Doesn't. He ca- actually, I mean, like <laughs> it he, became worse. It became worse yeah. in a smaller community and more like you know he had to actually face it, yeah. Yeah. And which I thought was another he cool aspect. He had a great monologue he's, about, he's, about he's his fantastic. religion and comparing it to he Christianity. He is probably yeah. one of the next to the uh, the young Monsignor. Fantastic, he's, he's, yeah. he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. And he's yeah. so great, and he doesn't seem like he's acting so much as just like he is that character yeah. you know and yeah. I didn't it, I didn't notice him as much when he was in Bly Manor as the chef I, I did I, I really did I liked him a him lot in that but I think he really shines here yeah, 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 I agree. yeah. and I think what's what's really key is we also find out that <clears throat> we were talking about Bev there was an oil spill and it ruined their industry which is fishing yes. and so this town both in terms of their industry and their faith is kind of like sleepy and very uninspired yeah. they lost their their fire yeah 
and then so oh. we we also find out that their um their their priest is like you know, he's very old and they they all got together and they sent him on this trip uh pilgrimage to the holy land. yeah pilgrimage to the holy land so yeah i want to talk about I wanna, like, yeah i want to talk about this time. yeah so he goes on this pilgrimage and then you know you to find jerusalem you find yeah. this mm-hmm. you find this out spoiler you find this out by the young monsignor who you don't know is the is the young version of him yet Right. He's telling you the story of like, you know, this is what happened, but you don't know how how does he know this information he's, at this point? Yeah. And he's confessing by himself, right? He's kind of yes. like, to himself, right? Yeah. To himself. And so he he says that like, you know, basically the Monsignor got caught out like in the desert in like a really bad like sandstorm mm-hmm. and was wandering and he had like some kind of like dementia issues and mm-hmm. didn't know where he was. And he basically stumbles upon this like an angel. It, it's like a like an underground like mausoleum in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. And Very cool. Remind me of X. Exorcist. So great. Yeah. It's yes, so fucking it great. The temple. And he ends up going down there. So my whole thing is with this, and then spoiler alerts if you haven't seen this, like you come to find out that this story is pretty much without anybody ever uttering the word vampire, it's about vampires. Right, right. Yeah. Um, which you probably can infer from even the the, the Netflix picture where it's a fucking bat wing. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is and it kind of isn't because there's weird properties to this. I mean, there, it, there is the very tropey vampire stuff, but like presumably... If you're just taking the sacrament and just mm-hmm. taking a, ingesting a little bit of it, you don't become a full vampire unless you die. Yes. Yeah. Well, it makes it it make, definitely makes it its own. Um, right. yeah. 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 In certain ways, I'll say. But um, so my whole thing is so with that whole vampire element and how the vampire basically he ch- ends up transporting this vampire from where it's at because yeah. the vampire rips out his neck and drinks his blood and basically brings him back and he becomes like you know youthful. And so the, he ends up transporting this vampire in like a box. Yeah, uh, which you're led to. They almost try to misdirect you and make you think he has like the old priest yeah. in the box. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so was so was that quote unquote vampire? Was it isolated there? Wasn't able to leave that? That's what I assume. But how did yeah. he get that thing through? He customs? says. He says. Um, <laughs> he says in that in that monologue the, the backstory that like the sandstorm, like all these kind of sandstorms that come through this area, eventually uncover these ruins over time like shipwrecks mm-hmm. and that it just uncovered that passage at that right okay, time. Okay, so he was basically yeah. trapped under the It was trapped under, was trapped under yeah. into those ruins the entire time. It, that it, brought him to the angel. It is room. like... it. Why well, it reminded me so much, coincidentally, I'm reading Salem's Lot, but it kind of reminded me not of the Salem's Lot book, but of Mr. Barlow and his... <clears throat> I forget, Mr. Straker in... The mo- the '70s movie, yeah. where they make him look like Nosferatu. Yeah, it's great. And he's more of an animal than a man. Yeah. It, it is cool. There's very animalistic stuff in there, like when he's feeding and stuff like yes. that. Where he's basically like, he's so like animalistic and so primal when he's feeding that like he can't focus on anything yeah. else. Any, right? Anything else going around him could, yeah. you know, he could get his little bat wings clipped. He could. Yeah. He could. Which also, I think it makes it really unsettling when he's wearing like actual human clothes. That so was the best like, when yes. he was the pope. And he also, in there. So I think I think he does like the Monsignor does mention that once yeah. he drank the vampire blood, they did have like a connection, right? Because yes. how was this vampire communicating with him, saying like basically? I mean, you have to believe that he said there was some like yeah. you take me back to your right people, so we can yeah. we can you know because he wants to spread. I mean, he wants more vampires. And, right? and there's That's kind the of point. like uh, there's some really you know he, there's a lot of heavy handed monologues. You know, Mike Flanagan is saying a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I feel like the coolest thing is that. With the creature, he didn't really over-explain, and there's no. a lot you have to intuit with maybe that creature when he was in the ruins, like, maybe, in, in like, you know, you know, during biblical times, that creature did the exact same thing in the Jerusalem ruins, and right. uh, you know, and, and enraptured people, and maybe that became a myth. But none of that is really told, right? It's no. all contextual. 
And you just have to assume that maybe, like, that's not the first time this creature has probably done this, right? Yeah. My biggest problem with the whole vampire angle is, like, Mike Flanagan is very great with contextual stuff, but then he falls into these stupid fucking tropes in this show where he has the one doctor on the island really stupidly explaining to other people later on about the blood and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, we already know this. You don't need to have this moment where this doctor is really stupidly explaining this to other people, like, about, like, all, like, the... the can't put the blood in the light and this yeah. that and the other thing and and it, and it's and it is like and it becomes frustrating to me because like in any situation where someone was explaining that to you somebody would be like so you're fucking telling me they're vampires <laughs> yeah. like you know like like and i understand like like it's well, it, it's even, just dumb even riley when riley gets his arm burned i mean he wouldn't he have said he's got posters am i a vampire he's got, <laughs> meanwhile he's got posters in his bedroom of like seven x-files and x-files yeah. yeah, and i'm like come on yeah, well, yeah. So, tell me they exist in the same universe don't be that stupid with i, it. I yeah. think one of the uh i'm sorry i'm gonna deviate a little bit one of the things that really works and we were touching on it is this is a i thought for the most part highly anti-zealot religious yeah. show Extremely so, where it almost posits to you the idea that the Monsignor would rather trust that a monster man is an angel who gave yes. him a gift than realize it's a virus yes. that curses you to a forever life. Well, it's cool yeah. though because it's also about like you know rebirth and like you know there's like al- alcoholism aspect yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and forgiveness is also a big part of the show, um, especially with like the whole like side story where Joe was responsible oh, for Joe. like paralyzing yeah. and yeah. i loved his character so fucking much like yeah the, the, yeah he was one of the stronger characters for me too. also henry thomas's character kind of reconciling with riley and, and he's great um, as like yeah. the old dad yeah. Yeah. and uh but I, but also to like to, to benny's point like yeah initially i'm sure at some point he rationalized that that was a mistake but also bev poisoning him and then him dying and coming back i don't think was his intention right and that's at also all. something right, you right, have right. to that's yeah. something you have to figure out on your own because they don't ever tell you whether or not Beth poisoned him or not. It's you, like it's sinuated, you have to put heavily the, sinuated. Yeah, yeah. You have to put just you have to make that connection yourself because like you know because it goes to the first of the dog. Right. The dog ends up like vomiting up this yeah. like yellow like blood, blood yeah. kind of shit and then it goes to the priest. But I like how they don't beat you over the head with that aspect of it where it's like they show Bev fucking right, right, right. sprinkling. Yeah. You know it's cool. They just like oh Bev's handing him something. Crazy. Oh Bev's Bev's doing something yeah. to the water supply outside but, because there's a point where there's a guy working on the water supply to the um to his to his little cabin and she's there yeah but also like right so they the pre the monsignor never acknowledges that like mm-hmm. i mean he's got to know that she killed him right he never acknowledges it um but also oh my god i lost my train of well thought. when he goes back know. so so basically he brings up bringing this vampire back but when he goes back with the vampire he leads the town to believe that he was basically sent as a replacement yes, for Monsignor. Yes. He isn't yeah. the Monsignor himself. Right, right. But, but people start to put that cause, together. Because well, they're not ready to believe that yet. But he starts doing mass with them and communion and sneakily giving them the blah. The, yeah. the blah. But yeah. Bev's also like the first yeah. one into it. That, well, because she sees the picture of him. <laughs> yes, on the it wall. was right I here. Love, that cracked me up that they were constantly like, everyone in the town's walking and they're like, yeah. hey, weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like also, I'm sorry, I got my train of thought back. Um, so he, yeah, the, my sister never acknowledges that Bev killed him by, by poisoning him. Um, but also like her, her like um, religious fervor or whatever, or, mm-hmm. or belief is, is so powerful and it kind of, all-consuming that people fall yeah. under her spell. But like, she, also, you know? I know I have known people yes. and currently know yeah. people in my life who are Bev. So to have that character is just 
she's so right. fucking real. Yeah. And it's also not not necessarily religious fervor, right? She's a narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. And she and it's really about her. Yeah. And like the fact that she can't share the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Right. with the right. pastor yeah. is also a huge deal. Yeah, which because also, she's been running the show for right. a while, right? And yeah. also the juxtaposition between the rec center and the church and the new versus the yeah. old. And, and she like, looks at like she looks at other people as basically animals that need to be controlled. Because yeah, especially right. at towards the end, like when the when they're done feeding and everything like that, and like the what what is the monsignor's name? What is what do they call John? Him? John. Yeah. John's looking and he's like, This is all wrong. Yeah. Like, look, we're we're basically like we're, we are the animals right now, and, and it shows the town coming back to the church, and their eyes are all lit up, and they're yeah. all oh, I love that yeah. effect. gambling yeah. and that shit effect like is that. So, so well and done. She just later on her effect, and she just looks at them like no, like they're going to be easy. They're going to be even more easy to manipulate now because they have this thing that they want that I can provide them. Right? With. Yeah. Yeah. She uses scripture a lot to manipulate people. Always, she's very yes. real. even she's so she realized. She uses scripture against John, yes. the priest, yes. at the very end when she yeah. said, "Like, don't trust priests and stuff." Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a very scarily realized character. Where when you're watching it, you're always tempted to say, "Like, well, people wouldn't let somebody like that do something." But those people are yeah. very, very real and she very uses, much into the community. She uses what John says to her earlier in the show, like back to him to basically convey, like, to get her point across because. There's one point where, like, he wanted to basically, when at the end, you know, when mm-hmm. everybody's changing and stuff like that, and it's, that is the fucking craziest scene because, you know, you have, like, parents forcing... It's like the Kool-Aid yeah. thing. It's like... Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, very, it's very Jonestown. Yeah. And and they're forcing their children yeah. to drink this, and, you know, the priest wanted to keep everybody in there so he could basically acclimate everybody yeah. to, right. like, what this was. So they're going to have animal urges. So they yeah. don't kill everyone else on the fucking and, island. And, and it just goes bad really quickly, yeah. and... and yeah, uh, what's her name? Bev is just like, no, we're gonna let them out. Yeah, like, yeah. And then yeah. he says something. She to also her. hides when everything's going well, on. Well, she says he, she says something to John that John said to her earlier about Riley when like they agreed to keep Riley in that thing, and and he ended up being like, no, he just needs to go. He needs to go because how right. else is the gospel yeah. supposed to spread? And then she says that back to him when all the people are changed. She's like, how else is the gospel supposed to spread if yep. we keep them in here? And she lets him go, and it goes to shit because she also waits until he gets shot in the head and he's incapacitated, yes. and, and she's that, like, I'm gonna yep. do all the things you told me not to do. Yes, yeah. that's a fucking great I, scene too. But yeah. like when they're all when they're, it, the best part about this show for me was when everybody has no idea what the fuck's happening mm-hmm. to them. They have these animalistic urges that they're just compelled they're to, just sniffing each other but yeah. at the same time it really comes down to like who were you at your base level before you became this person because if you were a shitty person beforehand right. you might just still be a shitty Which, person when you're an animal and if you're not maybe you'll be able to better control it like riley's parents were right. riley's yeah. parents yeah. are like the best in that yeah. like, didn't give in to right. like yeah. you know the whole like overwhelming urges they were feeling but then the rest of them are just burning yeah. everything yeah. Yes. eating Pulling everybody people out of their homes and because it's so chaotic like the rest of the the, the, the good characters you would say yeah. are you know burning the boats so they can't yes. escape yeah. and stuff like that and and katie siegel's character or whatever the one that came back to the Aaron, thing yeah. to have her child that magically disappeared yeah, in her that's womb a, that's because a rough, that needs to be there. That's yeah. a rough what was scene. interesting, so I, I the first time I watched it, I the first thing I thought when uh, Monsignor Pruitt passes out and he like vomits and stuff and he dies was that he was suffering because he hasn't been drinking enough yeah, blood. Yeah, that's what I thought That's too. what I thought initially, yeah, initially not initially that he was poisoned. Yeah. Uh, but then you guys mentioning it now, literally I'm like, oh, it's highly probable. Uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting this just uh, Sarah mentioned this I didn't even think of it is that uh, 
Katie Siegel tells a story about how her mother clipped the dove's wings. Yeah. And then yes. she clips the angel's wings at the end. That's great. Yeah. Um, that's the, the, that monologue didn't need to fucking happen no. when it did. That's like my, the one thing I hate about the last at episode. At the very end, yeah. Yeah, her monologue while, she, while she's being fed upon. I'm like, you, you already yeah. hit all these things. And it takes away from the... You pro- just yeah. takes away. You drift off. It takes away from the intensity of the scene for me because the scene's already intense with her getting exactly. fed upon and doing that. And then you're trying to like double down yeah. on it. Yeah, you're yeah. laying her too and, much, And dude. when you do yeah. that, I'm just like... You're taking yeah. it away, man. Because yeah. that scene is super effective, and especially the special effects of the vampire just laying on her yes. with its yeah. wings, yeah. and you hear the suckling yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, and she's just all kind and of her like turns slowly, them back, like cutting through weekly, the, yeah. like cutting and, through yeah. the wings. And the whole bit with Riley, um, there's just so yeah. many parts of the show that I really liked, and the the scene where he sees the angel for the first time and he's wearing the coat and the hat. So fucking yeah. creepy. could have been so corny looking. Oh, on the beach? Yeah. When yeah. it's raining? And, well, like the second time when he's... Oh, like right before he in, in the church? In the yeah. church. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That scene in other hands would have been like so corny looking but in his hands it's great and then the follow-up of riley basically telling katie siegel he's like i'm not strong enough to do this and then being obliterated yeah that whole time i thought he was taking her out to that boat and he was going to kill her and like turn her but then once he finally is like i brought us out here so i couldn't Very escape interview of the vampire-ish yeah. Yeah. stuck in that um like that what is it the well oh, and the light yes. comes yeah. in yeah and they get killed yeah um i i think that scene is also really great when when they're in the rec center and um riley walks in because john takes that as like a religious implication to like how would you something pulled you there to come at that exact moment yes. when he was in there and mm-hmm. and it's it's also well, really 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 well connected yes. to like this whole religious thing. And, and, yeah. Right, because everything everything Faith. happens for a reason. Right. Everything it's, happens it's because a predetermined God, yeah, plan. God well, wanted and, to. And, yeah. and Pruitt's yeah. trying to basically be the savior of the town, mm-hmm. and he's trying to restore everybody to where they. Because yeah. he, I guess, part of part of him journeying out and the subtext of that was like he felt like he failed the community because of the whether it was because of the oil spill or like all the other things that yeah. transcended and the the you know, hunting accident where. Uh, well, yeah. you, you he has you think that he has these good intentions for yes. everybody. He, mm-hmm. he feels like this is a gift that he's going to give all these people. You also find out that it was very selfish motivation because he really just wanted to t- try to have a second chance with baby mama, baby mama. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is so. what at the end of the day that's what it comes down to. Everyone just has human urges yes. and motives, which yeah. also yeah. very subtly done. You know, he he's given the sacrament to her almost like he would give everybody else to yeah. the flock. They spend a little bit extra time together, but it's never ham-fisted. No, it's not. And, and, and it's no, because they don't even. You don't even know. Like she, you, she recognizes him, but they yeah. don't. They right. don't really sit on that too long. No, you know, she's like, "Oh, is that you, John?" And you think, "Oh, she has dementia. And she yes. doesn't know who the hell yeah, she's they, they, looking they at." Most he says, "Are like, I have so much to tell you." Yeah. And then it's like gone. Yeah, and it's yeah. like okay, well, whatever. They had a connection. Yeah, I think um, for me, I, I talked about it earlier about like how I would have liked the ending a little more pro- um, prolonged, uh, specifically for Bev's uh, character, because I really wanted to see her get her comeuppance a little better yeah like and i and and john said it before like she's very narcissistic and she's also like very very cowardly even when it comes to the point where she's supposed to drink the poison right yeah she doesn't do it like with everybody else she she's waiting and waiting and waiting and then she gets, gut shot. she gets gut shot so <laughs> yeah. who knows like we have if, five minutes if she wasn't gut shot would she have been brave enough to to drink the poison you don't right. really know no. and then it comes down to the ending when she Come, you know she doesn't really have faith it's bullshit because yes. like she's I wanted to see her I wanted to see her scrambling to save herself a little bit more than her walking to the beach and then briefly she does she try tries to, to dig. figure herself in his hand but I would have liked to see like her, I would have liked it to been a little more impactful so yeah. I would have been like yes you know like I would have liked to see her suffer and maybe try to like 
do something to save herself from the sun that was coming because she they do have a little bit of time before yeah. that happens you know but yeah. she had them she's so narcissistic she had them burn the entire village yeah it almost would have been cool to see like some of them try to like dig into the foundations of the yeah. burning buildings and try to like like this this like animalistic desperation that would have probably kicked in like mm. the yeah, they, and, flight. and he hinted on it like when she was thinking but i just would have liked to see a little more of that yeah. I, think but, it would have and I feel like been... part of that though is that all those people the townspeople they didn't actually know like so that they didn't know what was happening and maybe they didn't actually have all the thought of well, like and also, well, we need to be out of this like, even though they were told like we need to be like they didn't really understand what was happening and we to did them. say that like everybody goes to church but that's not true because there's people that don't go to church yeah. on the island and, and they they're still home. and they find those people and fucking quickly just devour yes. yeah. the scene that's fucking awesome for the me guy. Yeah. was when oh that scene's good yeah. too the scene when they go back to the house um and riley's mom's there and she ends up cutting her throat yes. so they can escape and yes. you don't realize why she's cutting her throat until she basically wants them to feed on her so they can escape yeah. but it's just, because they can't control the urge yeah. to want to feed yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fucking great yeah well i thought you were going to say when that guy when that guy comes like when they um when he, the one guy's turned, the town's guy who yes. wasn't at the church, and he's just he like was so always nice to me, so distraught because he's like, I don't understand what happened. I, I killed, just killed yeah. my family because yeah. he doesn't know. And Beth's anything. like, well, if you'd come to church, you yeah. would have known you could have <laughs> yeah. saved him. <laughs> that, that scene was like pretty heartbreaking. I thought. Yeah. He's like, can I come into the rec center? He's like, no, you can go back. You're yeah. not going to be that's in the rec center. Such a fucking religious yeah. thing. Well, that yeah. is such a thing that happens you're, every fucking you're day. You're an apostate. You're right. you're disfellowship. You're you can't sit with us. You yeah. know what I mean? For someone like Beth there's such a thin veneer between like her pretty overt hatred of people and her acting on it mm-hmm. and all she needed was like a reason yeah. and but but thank god she poisoned that dog because otherwise we wouldn't have seen that terrible dummy <laughs> that, oh, wow. that terrible well, and the, the cats, cats. And all, all the, the cats. fucking cat all the, island all the muppet cats r.i.p muppet yeah. cats so many dead cats time to start light the lights and you, you were also distracted john because i remember when you first started watching it by the aging makeup yeah that there's they a lot of there's a lot of aging right. so makeup. Why are, like, there why are better they doing be a it? reason for this you know, and i was yeah. like there is a very good reason yeah for this, and john. i mean like look at the end of the day it really doesn't matter it's that's it's just it's just very distracting at first because you know some of these actors and it's clearly that they're being aged on purpose yeah. like even like uh baby mama like oh yeah you oh, can yeah. tell underneath like she's no 20. you're a beautiful person yeah. like this is not like and then like by the end she's like 19 you're yeah. like god damn she's younger than her own baby daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah baby mama you supple <laughs> <laughs> you supple oh, god. <laughs> we, i mean i mentioned that riley keeps seeing like throughout the show he keeps seeing that victim that like yeah, he, yeah. yeah. which woman. i liked yeah. i liked but you it. didn't like it i thought so when he initially hits that woman it is like probably one of the more creepier scenes i've ever yes. seen of her you know, laying down, it, and it's not the same kind of like look that they go for when they show her later, which is kind of like a spooky ghost. Well, but they do the, capture the the, the police lights yeah. on her. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. police, like every time he sees her, she's kind of sparkling mm-hmm. because, because she has uh, because, because windshield stuck in her face, right? And yeah. it's and it's supposed to also be right. from the lights from yeah. the police, yeah, yeah, yeah. like going off of it. But I, I don't know. I, Flashy I just, lights. I didn't think it was that great. Yeah, could have been cool. It could have been well, more. It could have been more like I think a, they, dug into it a little morbidly. You know, I think mm-hmm. they did a really great job though of of conveying what what he was living with yeah when he, when he goes the the, when he puts his head on the pillow yeah. at night yeah, the, yeah that's the first that, thing he sees the, the when he dies but he also he sees her on the boat right. he wouldn't let himself get over that though yeah. that was that was it right. and then right when finally at the end where he's sacrificing himself yeah and he finally forgives himself yeah it was and very, she's there to like take him yeah to it wherever. was very saint maude though for me like that moment where it's like almost like 
this is what fucking Katie Siegel is seeing. Your ass on fire. Yes. But oh you just God, woke just, up and you're in paradise with and this And she's bitch. just screaming because yeah. of her screaming. It's like, thanks, Riley. That effect was, that, that, that CGI was awesome. Yeah. 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 That seems great. That and, that, so, and that was his whole like recurring dream too, right? The, of him yeah. sitting All right, in so the before we, we finish, the very end and when uh, the, the mayor's daughter loses her ability to yeah. be able to get her legs again. Yeah. Do we assume that is it because the angel outpaced the sun and made it further away from her to feel the effects, or did the angel die at that moment and dead. lost either, the connection? Either way, I thought that was fucking stupid. I really, it reminded I really me what, like her, that. her being par- not or her being paralyzed. Again? Yeah, because the whole thing is like it, it heals you. So yeah. I was I was saying this to Steph, like if something heals you, and it's it's just, it's just a stupid idea that you're that you're unhealed because of this fucking thing. Like like what like yeah. so like what, like if if the vampire died and you were young, would you just be like? Ugh! I oh, guess it's stupid. It's I fucking. Yeah, I thought it was really fucking stupid. But I know it was in John's point. It was a way to convey that the probably that the that the lead vampire had died. Like you know. Yeah. But yeah. Other than that, it was just like I did not like that scene. I didn't think it needed to exist. I think the anonymity of just having that vampire flying off and it was mm-hmm. thirty miles was enough. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I agree. It, we uh, we just thought of Sarah was like, huh, silver bullet, because at the end of silver bullet, he's like, how you doing? Because it's abusive. Yeah. He's like, I can't feel my legs, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what um, what do we think about um, Mike Flanagan dipping his toes back into like the haunted house thing? Oh yeah, the fall what of the house he... of Usher. Yeah, oh, is what he's I'm so psyched next. for that. I I, I kind of am too, and I guess like he's just going to keep doing stuff with Netflix because it's a good vehicle for him to really like put out stuff he feels passionate about. But I also really like seeing him do something so much different than um th- than the haunted house bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I would like to really see him do more stuff like this and take more chances because this was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, overall it was really great. I'm excited for anything he does at this point. I yeah. mean, it's been although I like I said, have my favorites. It's been it's been consistently yeah. well. He's well been, done. Yeah, he's been putting out some like I said earlier. Like he's got some real Stephen King energy where when he when he aligns things right and he has the right mm-hmm. monologue and the right. You know, series I've I, seen. That's why I really, really liked fucking um, Doctor Sleep. Is yeah. I, I think it like he, he does do that very well. Whatever your problems were with that in general, and having it linked to you know The Shining, I feel like a lot of those problems existed primarily because of Doctor Sleep in the first place. The yeah. story, you know, I think he did. He brought that to the screen probably more successfully than most people have done any Stephen King yeah. adaptations. I love I mean, that energy movie. vampires. They're very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, look, I I went into that, uh, you know, The Shining isn't my particular favorite in the first place, but I went into that not wanting to like the Doctor Sleep because of the energy vampire stuff, and it was way darker than what I initially anticipated, and yeah. like the... You homo- mean, like, child killings? <laughs> yeah. Well, just like the 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 the, uh, the cult of Johnny Depp's exes that, you know, that, it's more than that, but, but like, the trailers didn't really yeah. give you no. an sense of, like, and even like Jesse described it many episodes before we even, like, talked about Doctor Sleep, before he was even out, like, describing the book. And like none of that seemed interesting mm-hmm. to me, but the actual adaptation of it was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm just excited. Like I think this is like the perfect example of like when Netflix gives somebody the budget and the creative, you know, uh, distance to do what they're, they want to do. Like it's clearly like he didn't really have any guardrails again. No, mm-hmm. and it's and not based on anything pro- either, I mean, either. Right? He's proved himself at this point. Like even Bly Manor, like I had a lot of problems with that, but yeah. primarily my distaste for that was. That it basically came down to being a love story, and I just I don't really care yeah. about love stories. It was like a it took too long in Bly Manor to get to where it was going, and ultimately like the 
the juice wasn't as tasty as the fruit. What do they say? The fruit's not. The squeeze the- wasn't worth it. Yeah, or something. No, yeah, yeah. Squeeze my juice, and when, I, <laughs> and when my juice comes out, I'm gonna tell you it's worth the squeeze. <laughs> come, it's <Say>. come, <laughs> and and. <laughs> I can't feel my legs again. Does anyone else? I have always say that when I've been on the couch for like a fucking three-hour masturbation yeah. session. That's why I know it's good when I can't feel my legs anymore. I'm like, I shot, but I can't feel it. Do you wake up and say that to me? You, you stand up and say that to yourself. I can't feel my legs. No, sometimes I've been I jerk off for so long when I'm on the couch. Like I'll stand up and like I have to give myself a solid ten minutes There's, for the blood to start getting down to my man, toes again. That's a problem. Yeah, and I'm, I, 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 I work I work about it. Next thing, I one day I'm gonna come down and you're gonna have like a necrotic foot, and I'm gonna say, Jess, what, what happened? I was masturbating for five hours. I know. And you and you when you go down, you just see four plates with like like crust from the bread sandwiches is, I've been eating. Is that Cinnabon frosting? No, it's the, doc- the, the doctor's like, I've never seen a diabetic foot on a masturbatory patient before. Uh. Well, until next episode... Say you love Satan! Because of the end of civilization, the Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming. But more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life. Sure.